0: Hey everybody, this is Samantha Shrawi. Welcome to another episode of the Nostalgia Mixtape. The song you just heard is Black Water by the Doobie Brothers. And here to talk about that song and how it relates to her memories is Miss Ladybug Mecca. But first, I met Ladybug in New York City, in Manhattan. We had started following each other on Instagram because we had uh, a mutual fan, I guess you could say, in Anna Tiju, who's a big time rapper in South America. She's like the Kendrick Lamar of South America. That's the best comp I can give. Anna had posted a few pictures of me on her Instagram and Ladybug followed me and I was freaked out because I love Diggable Planets and Ladybug has always been one of my favorite rappers and so we've been following each other for a little bit and when i was coming to new york i saw she posted like a flyer from some event she was going to be at and i messaged her and she was like yeah come meet the thing and so i came and met up with her it was west side i think it was like in chelsea somewhere and met up it was a whatever event it was cool space but she wanted to hang out with me more afterwards so we walked out of the event and just kind of strolled around west side Manhattan for a little bit and it was interesting how quickly we opened up to one another and there was just kind of this mutual trust that was already there when we first met and because of that I knew that this was going to be someone that I was going to want to be friends with for hopefully the rest of my life. And so far, it's been pretty true. And, you know, we're there for each other as friends are. We talk pretty regularly. Last time Ladybug called me, she talked to my parents, I think, longer than she talked to me. And uh, that's really cool. So now she's got a hot meal waiting for her in Houston, Texas, anytime she comes through. And this song is also relates to my parents, too, because my mom is the person who got me into the Doobie Brothers, so it's... It's cool that Ladybug's song is also one of my favorite Doobie Brothers songs. So let's let her introduce herself.
1: Hey, everybody, this is Mecca, aka Ladybug from Diggable Planets, aka Santos Vieira. Uh, and I am from everywhere, actually, um, you know, the universe, the multiverse. <laughs> and, uh, uh, some good news that I have is I discovered an incredibly delicious Palestinian restaurant about 45 minutes away from my house, and I'm, like, so thrilled about that. Yes. Fresh. Mm.
0: And you love driving.
1: And I love driving. So, so it's you like drive a little bit. So it's, like, how perfect. Like, thank you, universe. Like, wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And what are we going to be talking about today?
1: Um, we're going to be talking about the Doobie Brothers on what's happening, uh, and their well I'm not going to give it away. Okay, so. don't give it yeah. away. Don't give it away.
0: When I told you I was listening to Doobie Brothers, why was that the first thing that popped in your head? Like to tell me to find that episode?
1: Um, that's a good question. I think because the episode—and I don't want to give too much weight, but the episode kind of connected me with a, a fearful emotion. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it kind of stood out. Because yeah, there's like some scary stuff that yeah. if you're a kid, like if you're a kid, and you know, that stuff I was happened like, to what? you. When did it come out? I was like maybe you're probably
0: like eight years old. No, you're like five young. years old when it came out. I was young. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, I don't know, it was definitely something that was, like, regularly watched in my household growing yeah. up, yeah.
0: And then, why, why are the Doobie Brothers so catchy? What is it? Like, why?
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know what, they're just, they're really great writers, and, you know, melody makers, and, you know, it's just, they have it. They have what it takes, they
0: know. Yeah. And so I feel like that episode, when you told me about it, I was at work and you were like, "Like, what are you doing right now? And I was like, oh, it was Doobie Brothers hour at the office. And you're like, you got to go to YouTube right now and find the episode of them on what's happening. And I like did it for a second. I was like, there's no way the Doobie Brothers are on what's happening. Like, It's like two totally different worlds. Mm.
1: But their music was like pretty like soulful-ish too. So yeah. it wasn't a surprise that. True, you know, wouldn't it be like Leonard s- Skinnerd
0: being on right. what's happening. that's true. Just cool that the, those worlds like yeah. mesh together. Yeah. So in the episode, I took like some notes last night. In the okay. episode, I really relate to Raj's character because he is basically like a high school journalist. Right. And it's kind of like the almost famous like William Miller story, but like twenty years before that movie came out. Mm. Where he's like trying to get an interview with the Doobie Brothers so he can get tickets to the show. Mm-hmm.
1: Ah, hello there. Uh, the Doobie Brothers room, please. And I'll speak with any doobie who do be in. Ah, <laughs> uh,
0: hello there. <laughs> <laughs> I be Roger Thomas. Which doobie
1: you be? Ah, The press man very good. I'm the editor of Jefferson High Gazette the home and alma mater of a doobie brother, and I like a press pass Great, great. Oh, thank you (laughs) And you keep on pressing (laughs) You did it you got us some tickets Rob. no, I didn't but uh, I did get an interview for this afternoon. Well, all right, at least we get to meet them. Yeah, but I wanted to go to the concert.
0: And D ends up being the one who makes it happen because D is the boss of the group. But that's how like I made a lot of my early connections. Like that's that's a big part of the reason why I'm at where I'm at. Um, right. But. I want you to tell me everything you can remember from the episode. Like what do you remember happening? I'll fill in the blanks yeah, for you.
1: Yeah, I mean I I'll, I'll tell you what like stood out I think for me okay. mostly and the feeling like I, I the the first thing I thought about when you mentioned Doobie roses was the feeling that I had when watching that episode yeah. and you know I was young so you know just the 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 element where they were going to just do this really sneaky wrong thing you know and i was like scared for them and i remember um not wanting them to go to jail you know like just you know just really scared for them um and yeah that that's really what stood out the most you know aside from like you know the music was incredible so
0: so if you haven't seen the episode basically the plot line is this notorious bootlegger approaches rerun because he sees rerun who's like one of the main characters in the show Rerun wasn't able to get tickets to the concert, and so the bootlegger is like, yo, like, um, I got three front row seats to the Doobie Brothers show. All I need you to do is make a recording of the show for me. And he, like, cons Rerun into basically thinking that what he's doing is not illegal. And what ends up happening is Raj gets interviewed, thanks to Dee, and they meet the Doobie Brothers at Soundcheck. And in Raj's interview, he's like, what's one of your biggest pet peeves? And the Doobie Brothers is like bootleggers. We hate when people bootleg our recordings. <laughs> and the look on rerun's face is like, uh. <laughs> well, uh, what's your biggest problem? I mean, what gets you the craziest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heartbreakers. Heartbreakers.
1: Yeah. When engine goes off. Say oh, it. It's
0: definitely bootlegging. Yeah. Bootlegging.
1: Yeah, probably, bootlegging. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. What's that? Uh, that's where somebody illegally records one of our concerts, you know, and sells it to the public. Yeah. What happens is. See, the record company doesn't make any money, we don't make any money, and uh, the public gets a pretty bad recording. Uh, well, how do they get away with it? Well, the bootlegger gets some gullible, unsuspecting, stupid kid, <laughs> gives him tickets, and sets him up with a tape recorder to sneak in. Hmm. Well, well, what's wrong with that? It's a law for one thing, Rerun, and for another, if we catch anybody doing it, he's going to go to jail for a long time.
1: Right. Amen. well can you guys just yell at it <laughs> yeah
0: you're, you're
1: you're zhuzhing up my memory okay cool yeah i remember that yeah. and i think that also fed into like
0: oh my god the stakes were so what they're high doing is so wrong yeah so they end up doing the recording anyway and then the doobie brothers do like an extended performance like I don't know what version of that aired originally mm-hmm. back in the day, but they do like two or three songs like live at the show. I feel like that I don't know if that was like normal for like TV back in the day. That was like seems pretty Uh
1: yeah, I can't think of really any other show back then that did something like that. And yeah, I mean they were they did play a few songs. I don't remember which ones, but yeah.
0: And then the way the episode ends is um, They get caught, right? They like they, falls they out? confess I to the Doobie Brothers oh, okay, They're like, okay, okay. okay, we gotta be honest with you Like, this yeah. guy approached us
1: A guy gave us the recorder Money, and great seats He really twisted your arm <laughs> Are you gonna go to jail? And how do I know? What would you do if you were in our shoes? Well, I just sent us home And laughed it off <laughs> <laughs> Not fun. <laughs> I didn't think so either <laughs> Look, uh, we really worked for us. They said if we didn't do it, they'd hurt us. Hey, you expect us to believe that? Look, he may be dumb, but he doesn't lie. What was his name? Mal Dunbar, by any chance? Yeah, how'd you know? He was the lowlife that recorded our concert in St. Louis. Yeah, and or L.A. concert. And moving up on the charts is the Jefferson High concert, number 40 with three bullets. <laughs> you guys
0: meeting him somewhere?
1: In the soda shop. To give him his tape.
0: So... Raj and Dwayne and rerun and D all conspire with the Doobie brothers to set up Alan (laughs) at the diner that they always go to. Okay. So they meet up with Alan at the diner and they're like raving on and on about the show. And Alan's like, man, just give me the, give me the tape. I got to get out of here. And they're basically like stalling. Mm. And right when Alan gets the tape, he tries to walk out, and like Michael McDonald is behind one door, and then so he runs to the other door. And uh, Patrick Simmons, who's the other lead singer of the Doobie Brothers, is at the other door, so they corner him and they catch him. And of course, what happens? They like play the tape back in the diner, and all you can hear is rerun just eating popcorn. <laughs>
1: I forgot about that part, that's hilarious though.
0: And then we find out I don't know if this is true or not, but we find out that Patrick Simmons, the lead singer, in the episode he says he went to the same high school as uh the kids in the show hmm. which i guess is they don't say it explicitly but is like watts high school so okay. i don't know if that was true or if they just did that for the episode but hmm. okay um i just love that those worlds came together and i only found out about that because of you i would i might have gone my whole life not knowing so that the doobie no, brothers are on what's happening <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so help me paint a picture of your, a better picture of your around that age. You were talking about there was like some game y'all used to play that was like a crazy version of hide and seek.
1: Oh, Manhunt? Manhunt. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay, I never played that. Can you break that down for me? <laughs> yeah, it was
1: just like, you know, in the summertime, Yeah. kids in the neighborhood, we would, um, sp- like, We would always start when it got dark. Where is this? This is in in, um in Maryland, Silver Spring. Mm -hmm. Um, I lived in like some like garden type apartments, is what they were called. So, um, they were like maybe like two and three stories high tops, um, like a whole community of them. And so a lot of kids, of course. So we would um you know once the sun went down, well we were at the pool all day, you know, chilling. Mm -hmm. And then nighttime comes, we just like split up into two teams. The one team would go and hide, like, wherever they could in the neighborhood, you know. Um, Mm. Rooftops, like, crazy,
0: crazy This is, like, super spread out. This is not, like, hide and seek like, one house or one apartment. Like, a
1: couple acres of land, you know, but with structures on it. And it's night, and there's not, like, a whole lot of light, you know. So, it usually took a really long (laughs) time if they ever even found, like, every person from the other crew in the first time to come inside, you know. (laughs) And your parents would come out and be like, well, like calling in your name, like all in the in the darkness, like. Whoa. But yeah, that's Manhunt.
0: So Manhunt was happening at the same time. It was exciting.
1: It's more exciting when we were there. But, you yeah. know, probably doesn't sound too exciting <laughs> right
0: now. That sounds amazing because I grew up in like a neighborhood with a lot of big trees. So I kind mm-hmm. of felt like I grew up in like this, like almost like jungle kingdom mm-hmm. where like as soon as I got my bike, I could like explore that world like I really yeah. felt like I was like growing up in a forest
1: yeah my bike was a big deal for me too actually. how old were you my mother gave bike. me a 10 her 10 speed bike I remember it was like powder blue big old thin and thin wheels you know really large yeah. and I used to just ride everywhere 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 I mean I would go for miles yeah. I would ride up New Hampshire Avenue which is like a main avenue but it had a sidewalk the whole way mm-hmm. So, man, I would, yeah, I'd be out. I just like to travel and, like, I don't know, it just gives me inspiration and, like, it's like an adventure. It was like an adventure for me, you know, to go and explore the world beyond my neighborhood.
0: How old were you when you got that bike?
1: Uh, I think I was, like, 10, something like that. 10, That's, like, 11. a great
0: time to get a bike. Like, the world seems so... I mean, I, so... I had bikes before. Then. Like, oh, okay. You but know, that was the one. But
1: that, yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't, like, riding regularly or anything, but when I got that... You know, And I also kind of felt like an adult because it was like a 10-speed.
0: Were you watching what's happening on a color TV, on a black and white TV? Color. Color. Yeah, it was color. Did it have like a dial on it, have bunny ears?
1: Yeah, I mean, we definitely had like the, whatever you call it, the antenna that you like yeah. put on top of the TV and like hook the wires into the back like so metal hits on metal and and then you, and sometimes you have to add foil to it yeah. to like get a bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That.
0: And what time would What's Happening come on? Would it be right after school? Would it be at night?
1: No, I think it was like early evening. I, I, I I'm pretty sure it was like early evening. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what else were you watching at that time? Was it Was What's Happening? It was that the one? Was um, show no, that was there more? were more.
1: I'm trying. I can't. I can't remember them all though. Okay. Um, I'm trying to. Think. There were really good shows on growing up though.
0: Yeah. Cartoons.
1: Um. Yeah, I liked. Um. Man, you know the Smurfs. <laughs> And um Transformers. Definitely
0: Transformers. Thundercats?
1: Thundercats. Oh that that was actually my number one. Thundercats was my number one. I used to watch that, I believe it came on in the morning before school when I would eat like cereal in my bowl before I had to go out to the bus stop. I'm pretty was sure it was the morning. Yeah. Go-to cereal. Anything. All of it. Sugar. That's all that mattered. <laughs> Sugar mixed with the milk. Never got
0: So, okay, so you had a powder blue 10-speed bike. Mm-hmm. You're watching TV with the bunny ears in Maryland. Tell me, like, what kind of extracurriculars you did. Did you play sports? Did you... Yeah, I you played...
1: Um, I started playing soccer in third grade. Mm-hmm. And I played, like, all the way through 10th grade. I stopped after that because we had moved to another town, like, really far away, and I was protesting. So yeah. I wouldn't do anything. I would I wouldn't go to school. I mean, I did go to school, but I would like leave the front door and climb back in my window. Nice. To go to sleep.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. And then I was failing, so I was like, fuck, I don't want to be stuck here like longer. <laughs> All right, so I started going to school. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And uh but I did get trans. I asked to get transferred out of that particular school that I'm sorry, going off on a tangent. Oh, I did ask to get transferred out of that school because it was in this town. It was a really strange town. Mm. It was like some kind of experimental town, and the school had no walls, like floor to ceiling walls. It had like just dividers, so you could hear everything, and it was such a distraction. And it didn't have a lot of windows, which really like bothered me. Mm So, um, so I just like wrote to the board of education and asked to be transferred, and they let me go to this other school, like the next town over but it's more like a standard high school building brick building like the one i just i came from but yeah so that was cool it was an interesting senior year yeah good times you just got that sunshine yeah good times good times
0: and when did you like first start like let's say around the time you saw this episode of what's happening like did you already have records in your possession or had you not yet bought your first record like
1: oh no um i started buying records in silver spring maryland like in those same garden apartments because we were walking distance from a shopping center Mm. and was a record store called waxy Maxies that Mm. i used to go to regularly every time i had money i would buy a little 45s you know and then cassette tapes and i got to a point where i would like make my own like mixtapes of like songs Mm -hmm. that i liked and i was I was kind of an asshole. Like, I had to control the radio or stereo, like, no matter where I was, if I was in someone's car, or someone's house, like, I would have to take over.
0: You can't let someone play no, bad music that's, I can't. like, not worth it.
1: Yeah. And don't sing, like, the song out loud <laughs> and get the words wrong. Come on. It's a problem. <laughs> you know what's so funny, yeah. though? My son is like that. And I'm like, I just sing this, but like i was totally like that
0: my best friend growing so up funny. like always he would love the song so much but he would never get the words right i'm like dude how many times are we gonna listen to this song no but my
1: son hates when i sing uh, the songs okay, no i'm saying he's like okay, me right. like he's like can you not like <laughs> and you know and i i get frustrated in the car i'm like i really i want to sing the song like i love
0: it you want to sing that it's what true. a fool believes what a no, I'm not good. Uh, <laughs> so, what kind of records were you buying at that time? Mm. Who, were you, who were you buying?
1: Uh, I was buying the Beatles. That's right. I want to hold your hand. Okay, that's you don't have to make it. I think it was tips. on the other side. Um, like Jackson Five stuff. I would also like the cassette tapes that I would make would have like. Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh Crew, la di da It would just have a lot of like hip hop because my boy, who we went to the same church, our families went to St. Baptist Church, so he had family in New York City. So he would come to visit family and record the Kool um, DJ Red Alerts, you know, radio show oh, wow. on Kiss FM and bring it down. Wow. So I would have like access to all the hip hop that like in DC, Maryland was like mostly go go. Mm-hmm. So I would you know use that and like make my own mixtapes and stuff so that was like a big deal for me.
0: And was your family listening to mainly Brazilian music or are they into the American stuff too?
1: Both you know definitely both like as my parents um you know well my father was here since he was 15 so I think he was more like knowledgeable of American music than my mother was when they met but yeah, definitely a lot of samba, a lot of bossa nova. But then my mother like really loved um Earth, Wind and Fire, um Jackson Five, Michael Jackson, of course, Stevie Wonder, um a lot of Brazilian jazz also, like records. Yeah, so a little bit of a little bit of like
0: everything, I guess. Do you think you got your doobie brothers love from your parents or is that something you do? nah def- that's all me
1: yeah yeah that's all me <laughs> that's all me
0: yeah that's so cool. Cool. You know,
1: it's, like, certain songs, like, you know, the kinds that just hit you, like, right here. And, like, it's just undeniable. Like
0: uh, That's Michael McDonald. You know? and Every
1: time. Yeah, you know. And it's a trip because, like, music, like, you could be, like, happy in a happy place. And then you hear, like, a sad song. And it's, like, it'll make you sad. And it's, like, you probably didn't realize that you needed to, like, emote that sadness for some reason. Something that was sitting inside of you, you know? So.
0: I didn't really... I think the reason why... Like basically I think I cried more the last like 2 years than I ever have in my whole life and me it's always too. it's always been like music Yo, that makes me too. cry. Really?
1: I am not a crier dude. Wow. Like I've been through some shit and I just like it's not a crier but like the wow. last like year and a half yeah
0: man. And music trip, always I triggers it for me. Mm, oh for, for sure. You.
1: And over the years music was the only thing that would trigger it if I ever did Same. like but yeah, definitely.
0: I'll tell a story if you have one but do you remember the first song that made you cry?
1: Oh, you know, <laughs> it's gonna be so stupid. Oh. So I had a dog, right? I had a, but we lived in a garden apartment so you weren't allowed to have pets. So a neighbor like found, it. I had like a little toy cup, like poodle, like mm-hmm. teacup poodle, whatever you call it. it so cute, his name was Snowball. He was a little puppy, yeah. he was tiny, he was so cute. Snowball. And some neighbor found out and like told on us. And so I had to give my puppy away. Mm-hmm so like i would like mark in my closet like all the days that we were apart cross it out and i would uh, and like before i gave him away <laughs> um i would sing um so stupid um um oh my god uh <laughs> um it's a uh, oh god what's the name of the group i want to say it's that... And, uh, I don't want to sing. I'll play myself. I'll get you. We, the can, song edit it later. Out. we can edit it out No, no. Um, you might. I don't know if you will know the record. I was like, girl, you are to me. Oh. Yeah, it's so crazy. You know, but it was like for my dog. You know, like. You know I mean? So yeah, that was
0: like. How old were you then?
1: I don't. Um. I was probably like. Maybe twelve I wanna say. Okay, I, think so I, I think I was about twelve.
0: Happening at the same time. Yeah, like yeah, it was about twelve. Ooh, you're like first song that made me cry, I was not 12. This is not any uh, less embarrassing. This is probably just as embarrassing. Um, because it's a John Mayer song. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so he has this song called Stop This Train. Okay. And like the lyrics are... I mean, I was the perfect age to hear this song. Hmm. But it was my first semester of college okay it was the first weekend i had gone back to visit my parents i was like driving distance like maybe three hours Mm -hmm. and i'm driving back late at night and this song comes on shuffle and the lyrics are straight up like i thought he was like speaking like i thought he had like knew my life and like wrote a song about it because it's like basically about how his dad is old and my dad was old at the time my dad's always been older than my friend's dad's mm. and so it's like the lyrics are like so scared of getting older i'm good at, i'm only good at being young mm. and i was like oh my god this is like this is me and then uh but then the part that got me was um uh he just has this this verse about like talking to his dad about getting older and his dad is like um what's his dad say? his dad is like uh when you turn 68 you'll renegotiate uh something something don't stop this train don't ever I don't know, something like that. So his dad is basically saying like, no one ever figures it out. Like we just get older, mm. but that's no reason to like stop what you're doing. Right. And that's always been literally like what my dad has told me. Like my dad's like, I'm st- my dad's 68 right now, okay. so I also cried to that song recently because <laughs> oh. he's the same age as John's dad in the song. Wow. But I remember just like driving like in the middle of nowhere in Texas and that song coming on and I just pff, waterworks. Yeah. Done. I was done.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Golden Lady by Stevie Wonder always does that to me, too, because oh. that was a song, like, I used to... <laughs> you made me cry. That I used to sing <laughs> to my mom when she was passing away. Oh, you can
0: talk
1: to okay. Stop it. Stop. Stop saying ah. You're making it worse. <laughs> no, but, like, I used to, like wheel her out into like the sunshine so corny but no by I me. Mean, but yeah it was a good time yeah. yeah
0: sometimes music makes you cry happy tears too you know what i mean it's yeah. not always sad <laughs> <laughs> nah don't worry about it okay, it's, okay, okay. go ahead keep going okay. <laughs> um. Now I'm even sad too. Uh, <laughs> um, we can get someone to run some tissues in here We can just cry for an hour together
1: <sighs> <laughs> Okay, it's <was> very therapeutic golden lady golden lady
0: I was like 18 so it wasn't 12 at the time when that happened yeah. and that but then like the full circle moment with the doobie brothers to mm. go back to our original point mm. so my parents had when i was young what i thought was like a small record collection and it was maybe like a dozen records that i remember like from high school college age yeah or middle school maybe even but one of them was the Doobie Brothers album. It's called "What Were Once Vices Are Now Habits," and that's the album that Blackwater is on. Okay. And what was really cool was like two years ago. So this is maybe this is 2015, early 2016. So this would be like 10 years, 15 years after I discovered my parents' record collection. hmm I discovered more records like it, like hidden in, in our house. So what oh, I thought wow. was just like a dozen or so records was yeah. like 40 or 50.
1: Whoa, what was And in
0: there? what was crazy is that based on like the music my parents played me as a kid, the music I ended up falling in love with from their era, mm. so many of those albums were in that record collection. But mm. I had discovered them on my own. Mm-hmm. So it was like, really amazing that i for me that i ended up falling in love with the same albums my parents fell in love with wow but without them showing that you know what i mean yeah yeah
1: that's really cool so
0: like when i started like flipping through the records i was like oh that one and that one like i love this one and this one and there's a lot of jazz and blues like ahmed jamal and like bb king um, chet baker Uh, uh, What's his name? How do you
1: think it was tucked away in a box? I don't know I don't know They probably just forgot about it They probably Got busy with life Yeah So
0: (laughs) anyway So that's my uh, Bring the Doobie Brothers background So yeah So I think I'll always associate them more with my mom than my dad My mom loves the Doobie Brothers Okay So much Cool Um, Yeah So thank you Thank you for bringing this episode into my life this is, like, now going to be, like, I'll take this with me for the rest of my life and, like, show it to my friends and stuff. And my parents, probably, too. Cool.
1: Um, yeah, they thank you probably for being not. there. I wonder if it, you, did, you didn't tell them about it yet. I haven't
0: told them about it yet. I'm waiting until the next time I go Let home.
1: me know if they saw it. I'm okay. just curious. It's I, interesting. Like, oh, my
0: dad good. has ended up, like, he d- he never really watched, like, American TV growing up, so I've had to, like go back and show him stuff mm. and one show that i never thought he would get into that he's gotten into very much is uh atlanta that's such a good show he's like obsessed with it's atlanta
1: so good that's 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 a trip
0: it was a trip like
1: what does he like about it
0: i here's what, my theory is uh when he came to the states he was like broke as hell and i think he relates to donald glover's character because in the show donald glover's character is broke for pretty much the whole first season yeah. and the part he really responded to was i can't remember if it's the last episode of the season but when donald goes and sleeps in the storage unit in like the whatever okay and I don't think my dad ever slept in a storage unit, but he slept in some pretty Struggled, like yeah. struggle apartments. Oh, me too. And I think like he just relates to like <laughs> right. Donald's brokenness, but also like his resilience. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Anyway, so
1: cool.
0: That.
1: Tell pops I say what's up. Yeah. Thanks Tell for being on. Tell him I on. said
0: yella. You still gotta talk to him. Do I like will. a debrief with him. I will. He will really really enjoy that.
1: We'll do. Okay. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah. you for being on.
1: <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Okay, I'm only a little embarrassed um, that John Mayer makes me cry, but I feel like I'm not alone in this John Mayer cry club, so. so I'll take a little bit of solace in that. How cool to hear Ladybug's story about growing up watching what's happening, but then also life in Maryland and her powder blue bike and her pet dog and her favorite record shop. She painted it just a really warm and sunny view of of her youth. And uh, I think I had kind of the same, except I think I got into more trouble than she did. So uh, we'll, we'll save that for a different podcast. But yeah, so cool to hear from Ladybug and love that we got to talk about the Doobie Brothers. I'll take any chance I can get to talk about Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins and the Doobie Brothers. And any of my Yacht Rock heroes. And we'll try to get Michael McDonald on the next one. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, y'all. This has been another episode of The Nostalgia Mixtape. This podcast is hosted, as always, by me, Samantha Shraui, and produced by Jason Crow. And this episode was recorded by Jasmine Chen. Catch y'all next time. Wake
1: up and break fast, from my last sip of agave, and I'm blown. Kiss my loving, yes, yeah, on that. B- best believe I won't. Dust deep vanish like smoke. Skate on you, need those on ice. Pay a full nigga, so nice. So caviar in and york Back up off the lady your bone. Avançar, só lançar. Só lançar.